Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. They asked me to share a little bit today, and I told them to bring up a scripture in Jeremiah 1, and uh, I think it's verse 4 and 5. I could be wrong. It could be 3 and 4, but if it's, it is, we'll read 3 and 4. And if you don't care to bring it up, uh, that would be wonderful. It says, Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Now, this is, of course, God speaking to Jeremiah telling Jeremiah because he felt a little um, a little inadequate. Have you ever felt that way before? Huh? You ever felt like uh, he was unqualified for maybe a job or something like that? You felt maybe a little belittled. And a lot of times it's not what people look at you and try to make you feel. A lot of times we deal with it in ourselves. Our biggest enemy is enemy. Right? That's the biggest enemy that we face a lot of times. A lot of times the devil will get the credit for stuff that we are just doing on to our own self. He says, well, just go on just to keep defeating yourself. Go ahead. I'll take the credit for it. And you see, uh, I want you to know this as though God is speaking to Jeremiah. He is speaking to us because the word of God is for us. It is, it is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. In other words, it is meat for us, as we heard today uh, about getting hungry for the Word of God and being hungry for the Spirit of God and being hungry for God. But he, this Word is the meat. It is the life source. If we are going to make it in today, we've got to have the Word of God. We've got to feel uh, and, and hear what it is saying to our lives today. And can I tell you something? You are a threat. No matter what you've went through this last week, you are a threat to the enemy. You are a threat to the devil's hell. You are a threat to it. You might say, what? Yes, you are. Why? Because you've got breath in your body. You're here for a reason. Out of all of the, the moments in time that God could have handpicked for you, All through history, God said, okay, no, not that here. Because this is where the, I believe if we're living in one of the greatest hours, you might say, have you turned on the news? Yes, I have. But when it's the darkest, the light shines the brightest. And all we need is a little light down inside of us to grasp a hold of the fuel of the word of God. And let it burn bright for the world to see. Can I tell you something? The world is looking for truth. It's looking for a firm foundation. Woo! My Lord, I feel help coming on. And I know what the firm foundation is. And that's Jesus Christ crucified. Rose on the third day. And is coming after his kids. Amen. And that is the message that we have to share uh, to the world. You might say, well, you just don't understand where I come from. What I live in. Where I'm at. What's going on in my life. I don't have to. I could share my life with you. 
I'm from Beaver Dam, Kentucky. That is as country as it sounds, honey. It's right next to Horse Branch. Who would have ever thought an old country boy from Beaver Dam, Kentucky, that his population <laughs> on the sign, I think it says 2,231 in about a, a few something. I don't know what else it says. But anyways, that's how many is, is in our hometown. You know, it, it blows my mind that God would even allow me to get to do what I do. Felt so inadequate. So why? And why would I be born in Beaver Dam? Why couldn't I have been in California, right? Because, you know, they got the dress down, you know what I'm saying? They, they got the natural swag, you know, and in me, I'm just trying to fake it so I can make it. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing the best that I can. I, I'm, I'm here and, and I'm just, you know, I'm just trying. But it comes out from Beaverdam, Kentucky. Um, when I was 15 years old, went on the road full time. Before that, I could tell you, uh, my, my parents uh, divorced. All I knew before that was church. All I was raised in church. We had a drug problem back home. I was drugged from church to church to church every time the door was open. And, and then when I turned, <laughs> when I turned 13, uh, 14 years old, I remember I heard something that I thought I'd never hear before because all I knew was, you know, the church and, and the family and the church and all that. And then my parents were separating and, and long, dark roads went, you know, uh, down through those things. And then, and then God started restoring some things and, um, and God called us. Music brought me to him. I'll just be honest with you. Music brought me, uh, you'll use those little things that'll hook you, you know, to bring you. And so that's what it was for me. Music was that for me. And we started traveling on the road. And, and here we are, you know, I, I, could, I could share a whole lot more about my life. I, you know, we grew up in a poor uh, home. Uh, it, you know, we weren't the worst off, but we knew that, uh, well, it was a treat. To go to McDonald's, you know, that was a treat. We didn't know what in and out was. <laughs> Although we experienced it last night. Praise <laughs> God, yeah, just one of the best, isn't that, in the van, isn't that the greatest, I mean, praise God, I remember praying, my grandmother praying for government help for our family, I remember that, I remember those grilled cheese, block cheese, government cheese sandwiches, Lord, that was the best thing it ever did for me right there, I guess, but I, I know what, and the reason that I'm telling you these things is because I know all of the excuses. I know all of the things that the enemy will tell you. I know all of that. But Jeremiah says, God told Jeremiah, before I formed thee, I knew thee. And so here, 15 years old, I started homeschooling. Um, we went on the road. People said, they ain't going to make it. There's no way. They got too much going against them. I, you know, you ever had anything told on you like that? And so I'm going to stand up here and tell you that praise God. Uh, you know, God has been faithful to us and he's been great to us. 
uh, we have uh, got to, in this, to God be the glory. I'm not talking about me. Me, I was the broke down kid down in Beaverdam, Kentucky. This is God I'm getting ready to tell you about. We've got like 27 Dove Awards, and we got to uh, take home a Grammy Award. And uh, like 21 number one songs. And, and I tell you that not for me, because I'm not smart enough to figure out how to do all that. I'm, I'm just telling you I'm smart enough to give God all the credit and all the glory and all the praise because he is the giver of all great things. And he's led us to this point. Now, I'll never forget coming to uh, California and uh, I'm gonna share this story if, if I can real fast. Uh, I remember we were uh, nominated for a Grammy. I, I, we were so excited. We got to come to California, LA. Woo, crabs come to LA. I'm telling you what, here we come. We, we, we got on an airplane, we come here. You know, it was so wild how it all worked out. Uh, I wasn't even going to get to come, but uh, Pastor Rod Parsley made it a way for me to, to be at the Grammys. Uh, he had one of those airplanes. He said, if you got an extra ticket, I've got a plane. I can get you there. I had a date the night before, and so he flew me uh, out here, and so we came. And I'll never forget it. Me and my wife, my wife met me out here, and, and so we're getting ready to walk down the red carpet. The great thing about the Grammys, if you've ever been there, some of you might have been there and you've done this before, uh, but the great thing about the Grammys, it doesn't matter if you are a polka band or you sing bluegrass music or you're from Beaverdam, Kentucky and sing gospel music or rock music or rap or whatever you do, you get to walk the carpet with everybody else. So we rented us one of those limos. Yes, we did. And we pulled up right to the red carpet and we got out, acted like we knew what we was doing. Remember I told you, fake it till you make it, right? And that's what we did. We got out, we, we was waving at people we didn't even know. We just, get, you, know, you know how they do, they get out, they open the door and just, you know, and they're going. So, so here it is, we're getting ready to walk the carpet and, and our uh, publicist had some uh, interviews lined up and different stuff for us. And I remember uh, we were going to be interviewed by Melissa and Joan Rivers and Melissa uh, was going to be the one that was interviewing us. And I was a nervous wreck because number one, first I sing Christian music. Number two, my last name's Crab. Number three, I'm from Beaverdam, Kentucky. And this country accent shows up. Doesn't matter where I go, it just shows up, you know. And I'm like, woo, I'm in for it, you know. And uh, so when I stepped up, I'll never forget this, Melissa. Uh, I'm, I'm holding my wife's hand, and, and we step up. And, and right before we get ready to get up there, I said, honey, I feel like I'm nervous. And I said, you know, I feel like we're really going to stick out too much, you know. And, uh, <laughs> duh. And, uh, but, but, but anyways, as soon as I said that, I turned and looked to, to the right of me, and there was Lady Gaga, and she had on one of those outfits, you know, that she wears. Yeah. And I turned back over to my wife. I said, honey, I don't think we're going to stick out near enough. <laughs> so anyways, that was, she ministered to me right there. She didn't even realize it, you know, it helped my spirit a little bit. But anyways, I, I, we're up there with Melissa. And, and uh, the first thing she says, she looks at us and, and, and she says some very sweet things, very nice things. You know, we did that. And I remember then we went into the, the pre-award show, and, and I remember our award got, uh, was up, and I was so nervous, and, and then uh, they called our name, and we got to go up on stage at the Grammys. I couldn't believe it. Beaver Day, we, we got to go up on stage right here in California. I mean, 
renting the limo was worth it and everything. You know what I'm saying? We got up on stage, and I'll never forget. I got up there, and I was so, just a nervous wreck. And, and I, I got to say, you know, I just got to give praise and glory to the giver of all great gifts. And I got to mention his name right up on the stage. It felt really good, you know? It felt good. And, and after that, you know, being the country boy that I am, uh, you know, we had a few days staying over. I remember growing up, growing up in Beavernam, Kentucky. We didn't have very many TV stations. We didn't have, you know, the only thing they had was those great big old satellites, but we didn't have those. We had the antennas on the end of the house. Now, some of y'all don't know anything about that, right? California never experienced those antennas on the eve of the house, right? Now, I know you youngsters don't, but, but, but we only got two channels at home. And, and you got the prices right. A lot of times, every time you turn the TV on, the prices right would show up. So guess where we went? I thought, I mean, okay, come on now. I, you know, you win a Grammy, there's a good chance you get to spin the big wheel. You know what I'm saying? And so, so anyways, so we go to the, we're, we're standing in line. You might say, man, where is he going with this? Hold on. We getting there. So I'm standing in line and I'm standing at a hot dog stand uh, after three hours of waiting because you get there at like 4.35 o'clock, right? Uh, just to get in. And so we get hungry and a little thirsty and lo and behold, here comes this little person with a hot dog stand uh, coming by and well, they look good, you know? And so, uh, yeah, for breakfast even, right? And so here I am standing in line waiting uh, to get something to eat, something to drink, take back to my wife, which is holding our spot in line. And as I'm standing there, there's this bus that pulls up uh, alongside probably about, I don't know, 40 yards from us. And it's a powder blue bus. I'll never forget it. I'm standing there. I'm not paying too much attention to it. As it pulls up, this young man, the people started uh, coming off the bus. And this young man, he comes off the bus and he looks at me. And I, I'm kind of like, you know, and he looks at me and he says, I know you. I said, no, probably not. I'm, I'm from Kentucky. And uh, he said, no, I know you. He said, when I was in prison, he said, I watched you on TBN singing a song called Through the Fire. And, I, I, and that song ministered to me and it touched me and I needed to hear that. And so I'm, I'm standing there now. I'm just, you know, kind of, blown away and I'm, I'm started talking to him I said so man what, what's going on he said well you know I'm in, in this rehab program and this is an outing for us and so I'm here and I said well how are you doing and he said man he said nah, I'm just a mess I, and I looked at him Ben and I said can I tell you something God has a plan for your life and he said did you just hear where, what I, where, where I said I come from I'm, I'm in rehab and I said, why do you think the devil is fighting you at such a young age that you are? Because he's scared of your destiny and what God has in store for your life. And so, so, so I give him my email address and I told him, I said, man, when God starts using you, you let me know. I just want to hear how big it is, you know, and all that. And so I go back and I got my hot dogs and drinks and I go back in line. I'm standing there not thinking anything about it. Time... Time comes to go in. So we're getting ready to walk in. And I see him again. And I said, God's got something in store for you, and it's going to be big. 
And he just grinned from ear to ear. I watched a young man's face that just didn't have hardly much of life on it. You know what I'm saying? It just, it, it was bewildered and, and just, and I watched him smile. And when he cracked that smile, it was like God whispered and spoke to me just like that. And he said, he's really the reason that you're here. And, and I went, oh, so it wasn't for the Grammy at all, huh? It wasn't to spin the big wheel at all, was it? You see, because as God told Jeremiah, he wanted to tell that young man, I have a plan for you. Listen how amazing God is. Think about all of the steps, all the manipulating my footsteps. I wasn't even going to get to make it to the Grammys had it not been for that flight as a friend. And he made a way for that. And I go there because it is the Grammys. And then we, we go to the Price is Right and get up and get there at 5 o'clock and stand in line. And a hunger pain hits. So I... Now I'm standing in line for a hot dog at the exact time that that powder blue bus would pull up at the very spot that he would see me as he come off that bus. How dare the devil tell you you're not loved? How dare the devil tell you that you don't have a destiny? That, that, that there's not anything for you out there. There's not a calling on your life. He cared so much for that young man that he made all of that possible. Every ounce just for somebody to say that God has a plan. God has a plan. You know what? Here I am in California once again. At Free Chapel. Right here standing in front of you to tell you no matter where you've been no matter what's gone on in your life no matter what you've been into or what you've been running from can I tell you something God has a plan for your life now go with me just for a second I think I've got a few minutes here's, here's what I want to say to you listen and this is my crazy mind thinking I was thinking about when you took your first breath when, when you came out of your mother's womb and the, and the nurses and the doctors, <laughs> when you took that first breath and let out that whimper, that cry, I just began to wonder, really, I know doctors and, and nurses heard just a cry, but I began to wonder, really, what hell heard. I believe, I believe hell shook and trembled. I believe hell, they said, oh no, they're here. We've got to set out an attack on them. We've got to make plans to get, oh, we've got to sidetrack them. We've got to put something in front of them. We've got to do everything that we can to derail them. They're here. You might say, "Woo, that's some far thinking. But 
also believe not only did hell hear your little voice but I believe heaven heard your voice too and I believe angels in heaven said whoa listen to that they're here there's another one of God's creations oh if they grasp a hold of what God has for them just think what they can do for the kingdom of God think what they can do for us think if they grasp a hold of it the importance of your life the importance of the very time that you're here the very moment you're not here by coincidence you're here because God has a plan for your life for your life for your life turn to about three or four people and just touch them and say hey God has a plan for you oh if you only knew is it alright pastor if I do this I want to I want to say this I want everybody just to stand with me just for a moment I know that my story is a little <laughs> unorthodox uh I'm a little strange. It's just who I am, I guess. But I come to tell you I love you tonight. I love you. You might say you don't know me. I don't have to. God's put this love down inside of me. And he put a love for, for you because I want to see you prosper. Not just in wealth. Not just in even health. I want to see that. But I want to see you prosper in the things that God has in line for you and your family. I want to see your kids fulfill their, <laughs> their craziest dreams. I'm living out my dream. Am I worthy of it? Honey, let me just go ahead and tell you. I'm the least qualified to be on this stage tonight. I promise you probably don't have the best track record of doing everything right but I'm thankful for the grace and mercy of God that his grace is greater than all my sins and all my failures and all my shortcomings oh you gotta have it together before you step out there ain't one person in this house that's got it together don't fool yourself quit listening to the enemy quit listening the first step to fulfilling your dreams in God's destiny, I believe he gives you dreams because that he's drawing you to his plan for your life. But I, the first step is surrendering your life to Jesus. Some of us have never surrendered our lives truly to Jesus. Some of us, you know what? You, you don't even know that you would go to heaven if the Lord was to come tonight. Can I tell you, that is the very first step. That is the very first thing that you need to do. The very first thing. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, can I ask you this question? Who would raise their hand in this house and say, you know what? Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you are blessed.